Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Good morning, good morning. As you guys know, me and Billy, we wake up, we do it for the love of it. We love the sports, we love the competition, we love everything about it. How you doing this morning, Billy? I'm doing all right, bro. How y'all doing today? Feel uh, good, man. Woke up bright and early this morning. Oh, uh, you was on one this morning. I woke up early, too. I woke up about nine. Yeah, <laughs> nine. I was up at seven. <laughs> That's early for me, man. I usually wake up like two o'clock in the afternoon on the days I don't do the show. Uh, you know, I, I, I be up all night playing 2K and stuff like that. So, <laughs> hey, man, it'd be like that. That'd be me, honestly. If if, uh, if I didn't have stuff to do uh, um, early this morning, that 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 definitely would have been me. We got a good show for y'all today, man. Uh, by the way, I know y'all missed us yesterday. Um, the Unpopular Pain podcast will now be three days a week. Obviously, you know, this is that downtime in sports. So instead of just going completely off the air, we're going to give y'all three days of nothing but heat. Um, uh, no, no four shows or anything. So three days a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays are the new are are, are the new time new yes, days sir. for the show. Yes, sir. Uh, without further ado, bro, let's go ahead and kick this show off, man. Uh, the NFL, man, big, 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 big news come out of the NFL yesterday. Uh, yeah, offensive and defensive pass interference. I've been waiting on this. Yes, and all non calls are now revo- are now reviewable. Do you like this rule change? I like it, uh, but I, I, I got to look some more into it. I didn't really look into it. I just when you when you hit me with the storyline, I looked at I looked at it. I was like, about time. This is what this is what the game needed, right? But I, I'm I'm concerned with how many times they can go back and challenge something because I don't want the game just stopping. You know, every time someone felt it was something was unfair. Let me exactly. just throw this flag. You know. Or if it's even if it's under like that two minute that two minute mark, you know what I'm saying? When you're going down into those clutch situations, uh, I think it, as long as it's regulated, it should be okay for the game. But I really like this move by the NFL, and after that Saints game, man, it's something needed to be done. And I think I think they got it right this time without you know without the help of the NBA or you know. But uh, I definitely think that uh, the NFL got it right this time, and I look forward to seeing these uh, these calls getting replayed and some of these calls, you know, getting looked after because sometimes there's some completely bull going on on that field. And sometimes, hey, you know, the ref make the right call, and we just can't see it from that fan point of view. So this yeah, is these great calls, for the sport. Yes, these calls will only be – those type calls will only be reviewable in the final two minutes, such as what happened in the NFC Championship game 
with uh, New Orleans and, and, uh, and Los Angeles Rams where it was clearly a PI call. It wasn't called. It was in the final two minutes. Of the, it was in uh, the – along with the referees and the replay booth, they will be able to go ahead and challenge those non-call or PI offensive or defensive pass interference uh, calls. Now, the coaches still get their two challenges. They still get their, you know – the uh the uh two challenges as they always have and get awarded that third if they if they successfully you know get two right so um that that part of the equation is still the same but I I, I love this idea because if you're the NFL and all you preach is we want the game to be the best that it can be and we're trying to do what's best for the game and we're trying to get the calls right then this is this was a necessary step yeah. in that and yeah no in that in that chain link that if you're trying to get stuff right then you need to be able to overturn or, or, or revert, you know, reverse calls such as the one having an NFC championship game. Yeah. You know, who knows if, you know, who knows if Drew Brees, Tom Brady would have been a better matchup and the saints would have won. I think, you know, I think if the saints had to play the Patriots, I think the saints would have won. Yeah. I think the saints would have beat the Patriots as well. Just because they were more versatile on the offensive side of the ball. They had more weapons. I mean, defense. And they were more ready-made. Yeah, and they were more ready-made. And then the defensive side of the ball, the Saints still had some heat on their side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think I think that matchup would have been way better, you know, against the Patriots in the game we Yeah, saw. I think, you know, yeah, just with Jared Goff being so young and then Todd Gurley being banged up, I, I I just and you know uh Mick McVay being in his first big game really you know um I I just felt that that the Saints would have provided a better matchup and had we had this rule change last year we would have been getting to see a forty year old Drew Brees and a forty year old Tom Brady play each other in the Super Bowl that would have um, been dope so, that would have been legendary yes for sure so kudos to the NFL for actually listening because. You know, we we talked about this, and and I said they're gonna have to do something. The public outrage for this was such, <laughs> you know, people were oh. were even thinking that they were probably gonna overturn the game. And I, now, me and you both never thought that was gonna happen, but yeah. public outroar. This is oh, a the, move that they had went to be crazy done. down there, Louisiana. They went crazy. Yeah, man, they had to move the referees. Yeah, they had to move referees, man, because they 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 couldn't. They couldn't stay at the hotel. So with the public outcry and all that stuff, they had to do. They had to do this. So I'm I'm glad that they did do it because we've seen the NFL ignore stuff like this because they don't want to do something. Uh, kudos to them for for for, for doing it. Uh, moving on, man. Le- LeBron been getting heat all this year. Obviously, is there there? He's been no secret to the heat. Obviously, he's been no secret to the heat over his career. You know, uh, the criticism and all that stuff that comes with being LeBron. D-Wade sounded off uh, a few days ago. You know, he said most people would, would, would love to have the season that LeBron is having, 27, 8, and 8. Uh, most people would consider that an MVP-type season. He's won MVPs on these type of seasons. So uh, then you hear Chris Bosh come out yesterday, and he defends LeBron. Say, because LeBron just ha- have us so used to doing to, to seeing greatness. Do you think the criticism for LeBron is fair? No, it's not fair. But when I, this is what we expect from LeBron, we expect LeBron to be the greatest player, the greatest player every year, you know, and that that that's what we put on him. And for LeBron to have to carry this burden every year, every year, you know what I'm saying? The same criticism. LeBron must do this, even though he's playing with nothing but bombs. LeBron must do this. 
it's unfair to LeBron. But I, I do it all the time, too. And I said it many times on the show before. I'm guilty of it. Um, I'm one of LeBron's biggest criticizers, and I'm also one of his biggest fans. I'm, I'm like, LeBron should be doing this. LeBron should be doing that. But in all in all, LeBron is giving us, you know, MVP caliber numbers. He's, he's you know, before he went down, he had that Lakers team in a spot, in a position where they were able to make the playoffs, where they could have been, if he would have kept playing, they should have made the playoffs. But we get to the point now where they're not in the playoffs and now everyone wants to say it's LeBron's fault, it's LeBron's fault. No, it's not LeBron's fault. LeBron is pitting up the numbers. He's not just padding stats out there. He's getting buckets. You know what I'm saying? That's what the game is about. It's about getting buckets. I get it. He don't play as much defense as he used to. But he he will get you some buckets. And at the end of the day, that's what the game is about. It's about buckets. You know, that's what people tell me. You know, I I, I talk to people all the time on on Facebook, you know, uh in in the in the groups and or people that just don't like LeBron, right? And they'll use that, they'll use that analogy. You know, the game, the name of the game is is, is to score a bunch of points, right? So, you know, you got a guy that's in his 16th year uh, who, who people have rolled off, who people have said is not LeBron James anymore, and he's still giving you 27, eight, point, eight rebounds a game, eight assists a game on 50% shooting. I mean, I mean, I would love to have that kind of down season, you know, if, if it was me. Yeah. How many guys would trade away? How many guys would, would actually trade away seasons that they're having to, 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 to have 27, 8, and 8 on 50% shooting. Uh, I can tell you, 80% of the guys in the NBA would trade away. 80? 80%. How about, how about, how about, about 95? Yeah, 96, that, yeah, you're right. 99. Because if we think about the top dogs in the NBA, who, who we got right now? We got uh, Curry, Durant, Curry, Durant, uh, KD, DeMar and Harden. Uh, Harden. Giannis. I wouldn't even put DeMar DeRozan in, 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 in this category here. Giannis. Giannis, uh, for uh, sure. Um, and he's right. Uh, and he's right there with all of these guys. He's yeah. fourth right now in the league in scoring. Well, tied for fourth. Him and Giannis are both averaging twenty-seven a game. Imagine that, right? This is the guy that we're talking about is going to that has the potential to be a, the MVP of the entire NBA. And in, in Giannis, and he's yeah. tied for fourth in him with him. Obviously, Giannis is averaging more rebounds. If I'm not mistaken. Giannis is averaging about fourteen rebounds or so. LeBron's but, averaging eight. But LeBron's you know how also averaging is, eight. Billy? Eight assists a game, correct. But you know how the game is. When you're winning, no one says anything to you. But when exactly. you're losing, when exactly. you're losing, oh, it's all bad from every direction. So that's that. Right that's, now, that's we, a, we see the Lakers true. losing. They they've been losing, and and now we're looking for a savior. You know, over there with the Lakers and LeBron. I think LeBron will be able to take him to a playoff exit. But uh, this year, I mean, it, it was a a fail for the Lakers, but LeBron didn't fail. LeBron. He did his thing. LeBron. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't think that the criticism, I think some of the criticism is is fair. There's a lot of stuff that that, that you can criticize LeBron on. Um, But, you know, he, as we lay down, a guy who's averaging 27, 8, and 8, 50% shooting, doing everything that that, that, that he once was doing, even what he did last year for the Cavs. You know, he, he did the same thing last year for the Cavs, and nobody said that he was losing anything. Most yep. people saying, oh, this guy's getting better. But now True. when you lose, when it's you're losing story and you don't lose. make the playoffs, now you suck. Now Father yep. Time is catching up. And I agree, Father Time is catching up. But people act as if, like, that's a like like that's a knock on LeBron. This man is finna be 34. He's 34 years old. He's mm. 34 years exactly. old. <laughs> He'll be 35 this year. 
he he's played he's played 16 seasons. He's he's been to eight straight NBA finals. Who else has those kind of mileage on their legs? Of course he's going to be slowing down. He, he's he's not Superman. But people use this stuff as it as like it's a slight to LeBron that he's getting older. Everybody got older. Everybody, Everybody gets, older. gets older. Exactly. When you know, Jordan got older, name me a player that was this dominant for so long. That's you can't. You can't. Other than Michael Jordan, and even Michael Jordan took a no, break. No. Even Michael Jordan, to say, you can't break. even add Mike in that because one, Mike went to college. Yep. Mike got hurt his second year in the league, missed m- missed most of that season, and then he he he, he quit twice. Yep. So so he, even Mike ain't on that level. I, I seen a stat yesterday where LeBron has played thirteen thousand more minutes than, than 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 Michael Jordan had at this point right now. Thirteen thousand more. Yes, that's insane. There, and there's nobody in the NBA right now close to him. So you you find me a guy that's had that put this many miles on his body, has been great for this long, and is still doing it. His team just didn't win this year, or his team's just not in the playoffs. That's the only difference. His team is not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He did the he's done the exact same exact thing that people said he's so great for, and that he 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 that he he's getting better at now this season because his team did not make it to the playoffs. Now LeBron James is, is such a bum. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest right here. I've really been watching the basketball games because LeBron, they're not in the playoffs. Like, no, I don't pay attention to Laker games anymore. I, I, like, I, I, don't, I don't watch basketball as much no more because, like, I really watch basketball just to see LeBron, really. I'm like, LeBron. You know what I mean? That's LeBron. But now, like, I don't see any player that interests me the way LeBron interests me. I don't, I don't see – the league is to me is watered down right now. It's just watered down. You you get I mean the only teams I really would watch play outside of watching LeBron play is uh maybe the Bucks, sometimes the Rockets, but I can't stand the James Harden calls. Um and that's about it, really. That's that's the only that's the only thing I'm watching. Yeah, it is it's interesting to to see, right? Cuz even on on on, on this show we're talking about LeBron. They're out of the playoffs. ESPN talking about LeBron. He's out of the playoffs. FS1 talks about LeBron. He's in the playoffs. You know, every sports outlet are still talking about one guy, but they claim that this guy is not the greatest that done done it. I, I, or I, I just don't understand. People, people will see something of another player and somehow find a way to bring LeBron into the equation. Exactly. And it's like, so if he's not as great as you claim he is, why are you still talking about him every single topic when it has nothing to, to, to even do with him? And that's my point I'm trying to make. Outside of LeBron, nothing else is interesting. Nothing in the NBA Oh, he dominates storylines. Yeah. He, he, nothing he else story interests lines. me more than LeBron does, like, when it comes to the NBA. And that's that's the point I'm trying to get to. Even, even in the NFL, they try to compare Tom Brady to LeBron. Like, just how not does it. that work? <laughs> it's just not it, you know. It, 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 and 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 that's the LeBron effect. When he retires, trust me, trust me. A lot of these 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 analysts that made their name off off getting hot takes about LeBron negative way. I'm telling you, a lot of a lot of those guys are going to fall off because now what are you going to talk about? Exactly. What, what else are you going to talk about now? Because we sit here and criticize a guy who who who's doing just about everything that he's always done, and now. One thing changes, and now he's a bum. He 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 can't play no more. 
he should retire. The Lakers should trade him. Uh-uh. I don't, That's about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, the I Lakers don't, I trade don't, LeBron. I just what? don't necessarily if anything, understand LeBron that LeBron would all. trade the Lakers to the D-League. Don't be playing <laughs> with LeBron. Yeah, man. <laughs> now, speaking of another team that hopes to not be doing any trading or can't do any trading but hopes to be re-signing somebody is the Toronto Raptors. Report from, from Josh Levenberg that the Raptors are increasingly optimistic that they will re-sign Kawhi Leonard. Are you what sure I tell about you, this? Billy? What I tell you, what I tell you, if the if the Raptors are winning and they come out that east, Kawhi the stand. Kawhi ain't going nowhere. Kawhi, if, if it's one thing I know about Kawhi, Kawhi like to win. Kawhi's leaving. At, at, Kawhi ain't going nowhere. Kawhi's leaving. Kawhi, if, if the Raptors come out that east, Kawhi the stand put. I'm telling you now, this is coming from the horse's mouth. Anything Ka- short of a championship. Kawhi Leonard is gone. Because he, he can make the playoffs. Of course, he can make the playoffs. Making no, the I'm playoffs talking, was never East and going to the, to the, uh, the finals. To, so, so just that, making it to the finals is, and that's going to be his, his his ticket to stay. You can build around. You can build around Kawhi. You can make a team better. No, no, no I the, agree. That I Toronto agree team that is actually a really good team up there. No, yeah, I think t- Toronto is a very good team. You know yeah. it, that you know, if it wasn't for LeBron being in the East, DeMar DeRozan would still be on that team. Dwayne Casey wouldn't be fired right now. True, that team so, was only broken up because because upper management felt that they couldn't get it done playing against LeBron. So they felt that they needed a change. If it wasn't like, for LeBron, that team. Remember, this team won 60 games last year, and they fired oh, yeah. a coach, and they traded they away their best player. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> the thing I get it, Kawhi, the only reason I would see Kawhi leaving Toronto is to go back home to Southern Top. That's well, the that's, only that's, why I see him leaving. That's the reason. No, nah, I don't think he wanted to get. That's one of the reasons he wanted to get up out of San Antonio. If you remember from the reports, obviously he wanted to get up out of San Antonio. Main reason because he felt that they mishandled his injury. And you Tony know, Parker. Tony Parker. And Tony, Tony Parker. Yes. Yeah. So they so or so so or Danny Green. But they did trade Tony Parker to the to the Hornets. But what ha- but he wanted to go to LA. Why? Because he's an LA kid. He he went to college at San Diego State. He I'm sure he grew up always wanting to be play for one of these LA teams. Probably the Lakers, but it's already been reported since LeBron chose their first. Kawhi say he don't want any parts of that. He want his own team, and I, I, you know, Toronto is nice, but it ain't LA. You know, I think I ain't never I th- been to neither one of these cities, but just or you know, a Toronto, you know. But I tell you but what, what I do. Go ahead. What I do know about Toronto in in Canada, they love their rappers, and if Kawhi was to sign with them, oh my God, boy, let me just tell you, he wouldn't have to worry about anything in the city of Toronto or Canada for that fact. He would, they would give him keys to their house. For sure. Now, well, I will make this point about what the Toronto Raptors have done this season. They have handled Kawhi Leonard very, very well this season. They haven't pushed him too much. They haven't, you know, made him do too many back-to-backs. He he, he sits out a lot. He, he rests. So, I'm sure for him, it's like, okay, I got an organization that really cares about me, you know. And yeah. then they hired Nick Nurse, you know, a guy who, who he's familiar with. You know, they did everything right from their standpoint. I just don't think it w- is is ever enough. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard look happy now because he's winning. Winning cures all. 
Winning does cure all. Winning cures all. It, it don't matter what's going on. Winning cures all. You know, the, the 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 Lakers haven't been the Lakers are playing the same way now that they played in the beginning of the season. The only difference is, you know, at the beginning of the season they were winning and now they're losing. Obviously True. they they won yesterday. Uh but you know, winning and losing and make them dance Lance almost put Jeff Green on his on his oh, butt. Oh my yesterday. god. TP3 doesn't. Did you see? Did you see the crowd? Did you? I mean, did you see the bench? Oh yeah, the bench was all over the floor. (laughs) I was like, great. The 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 bench is stupid. But winning cares all, and I got no doubt that Kawhi Leonard is happy that they're winning. But Kawhi Leonard wants to be in LA. He also wants to build his market. That's what these guys do now. It's the, about branding the, yourself after basketball. Now, after basketball, because I'm already good. I can go to any team and get my numbers and be great. Where can I go? That's going to make me the most money while I'm still playing and when I'm done playing basketball. That's in L.A. Why you think KD is, is trying to go to New York? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's right there in California. He, he, he's won two championships, about to win his third, could possibly win his fourth if he stayed with the team. KD they can win as many championships line. until they're done. Snake clothing. But he is snake clothing. Snake clothing. I'm telling but, you. Be a hit. <laughs> oh, man. But he wants to go to New York to build his brand. The same as Kawhi. Nobody cares about what he's doing in, in, in Toronto, even though he's having a really, really nice season this year. Hey, Canada, look. He doesn't just have Toronto, though. He has the whole... The he has whole the whole country. country of he has the whole country. If I'm Kawhi, I'm resigning <laughs> with these Raptors. Just because his brand can be so big in Canada, forget America. That is too much competition in America. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> if, now, I will say this. Elite dog. If I'm Kawhi, I'm trying to stay in Toronto. Yes. Point blank, period. I'm in the East where it's easy. Now, you may get a, it may get a little tough if, 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 if KD come over. But the East is, is, is probably going to get weak, you know? It is. Uh, a, a little bit weaker. So – if I'm Toronto, I'm trying to stay in the East where I have it easy just about every every year. I only have to worry about a few teams, Celtics, uh, Sixers, uh, and, 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 and basically that's it. I'm, and, and Bucks with Giannis. Giannis is, is coming along. But I don't really have to worry about anything. So if I'm Toronto, I'm trying to stay. I mean, if I'm Kawhi, I'm trying to stay in Toronto and milk that for all it's worth. And definitely we go to the finals. I, I, like, how could you leave that? Yeah, you can't leave that. After you one know, year. You gotta this see ain't really LeBron leaving Miami after mm. four. This would be you leaving after one and you made it to the finals. That's why I don't think he leaves, bro. And and that's why I think Toronto is confident. Because I think Toronto know they're good enough to go to the finals in the East. They're good enough. If you look at the Celtics, they're dysfunctional still. That's just the way it is. <laughs> like, Kyrie yep. still saying something Agreed. in the media. Uh, we, look at, we look at uh, the 76ers. We don't know Joel Embiid is going to be healthy. But like seriously, Joel Embiid is having some problems. And I don't I don't think he like will... most big men do and once yeah. you have them it's it's hard to get rid of them, man. Yep. It's hard. You got too so, much weight on them knees and ankles or back. And then if we look at the Bucks, all they really got is Giannis. You shut down Giannis, Eric Bledsoe going to have to go and get you 30. And yep, and Brogdon these Bledsoe... guys going to have to play. As a thirty-point man, every you know for four games straight, I don't think he, I don't think he is. So I think, the or Raptors maybe seven games if the series goes seven. Can exactly. you really count on these guys to do that for seven games? I, I, I'm hard. just not sure. I'm with you. I'm I'm not sure. So I think the Raptors right now. I think they have the easiest 
path to these fights. Because if you look at that team, they're not in the news. They're not in the media. No one talking about the Raptors. Like, <laughs> it's just, they're doing what they want to do. They're just, they're just playing ball up there. That's all they're doing. No one's talking about them. And Even, speaking about somebody that's not talking about the Raptors, a guy who played for the Raptors, uh, just got his jersey retired by the Miami Heat yesterday, um, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh, obviously, he had his – they uh, the, yes. Pat Riley and the Miami Heat, uh, Greg er- Erickson and the crew, they retired um, Chris Bosh's jersey. Amazing ceremony yesterday. If you guys um, didn't get to see it live, amazing. Sure it was you check it out on YouTube or something like that. It was it was dope. Yeah, it, it was it was a very good a very good uh ceremony. Uh, funny as well. Yes. Typical Chris Bosh. Uh, but but b- beforehand, he he has said he does feel like he's one of the greatest who ever played this game. Do you agree? Is he I top fifty? He, top twenty? Top one hundred? What is he? I think I think he's top one hundred for sure. Top one hundred for sure. I'll even flat him in like the top, the top seventy five. You know, I, I was mean, I was about to say I will yeah. probably even slide him in that sixty to seventy five range. Yeah, if, if, if I'm being honest, you know, because Chris Bosh, well, I think people lose sight of what Chris Bosh used to be when he first got to the Raptors. He he was like he had that Vince Carter effect up there. That's like, the new that, that's the new NBA fans, the ones yeah. that that only seen him when he played for the Heat. Exactly, and he had that Chris Bosh effect. I mean, uh, that that Vince Carter effect when he was in Toronto, man. They loved him so much up there, and and the, the way he, he used to play, he used to dominate up there. He dominated. I I, I don't care what no one says. Chris Bosh used to be the most dominant uh, power forward I've I've seen. Like he he was raw, and then uh, when he went to Miami, of course he had to change his game. And most people don't know that either. He had to change his game. He didn't always have it. That that corner three pointer, nah. yeah. You know he had to change that game in order to complement you know LeBron and D Wade. You can't have three slashers on the floor at one time. Somebody got to <laughs> shoot the ball. Somebody so, got to shoot it. Somebody got to shoot it. And uh, and the way he he was able to change his game to complement them to winning two championships down there in Miami, uh, that, that that's amazing, man. And then you heard what LeBron put on Instagram yesterday. I I wouldn't win a, a title without you. Yeah, exactly. And he and he wouldn't. Bosh Bosh averaged what eighteen points, you know, with that heat stint that he He was instrumental to that to that first spur I mean to to the Spurs win. He yes. got the rebound to set up Ray Allen for the shot. Yep. So uh for the people that don't know Bosch, he he's 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 the real deal. He's definitely top top seventy five in my book and uh he's definitely one of the greatest power forwards that I've ever seen play. So yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. I'm echoing all, all those sentiments easily, you know, top 75. Well, I'll put it easily top 100. There, yeah. There's no question easy top about 100. is he one of the probably the top 100 best players in this league. I mean, this this guy, Chris Bosh, what he did in Toronto before Toronto was, you know, yeah, people love Vince Carter. Vince Carter was a dunker and he got that crowd electric. Chris Bosh took him to a playoffs. Yep. You know, and had no I, I guarantee you you couldn't name one person from that team almost. You know, nobody. Like, I can't you know, name anyone from that team. It's, it's it's almost like the Cleveland Cavaliers team in, in 2007, but I think almost worse. You know, like like what what Chris Bosh was able to do in Toronto. This guy was easily 20 and 10 guy every single night. Yeah. He, he he gave you the business every night on the block. You know, and then he moved to Miami. Obviously, he joined formed the big three with D-Wade and LeBron, and obviously he had to take a back seat, as most guys do 
with LeBron as most big men have to do. Look at Kevin Love's number, what he was in Minnesota and what he was in Cleveland. It was totally different. Same as Chris Bosh. Look what he was um, in Toronto to what he was in Miami. But this guy, Chris Bosh, is one of the, the great players to play this game at the power four position. And the thing is, they made it. They were the first to make it work with three, three, you know, three all stars. They were the first to make it work, really. Other yeah. than, well, we can say Celtics maybe team. Boston. Yeah, you know, when they when they won it really. with Ray, Paul Pierce, and uh, KG. But I think they were a, a tad bit maybe out of their prime, but they were still really, really good. These guys yes. were all in their prime. Yes, and they were able to make it work that first season. I mean that. It was all bad the first season. Everything was going bad the first season. I'm gonna chalk that but, first season up to LeBron. That's that was LeBron's season. Yes, and, but that but the second season when they came back and they figured out their roles on the team, this is what you got to do. Hey, Bosh, we're gonna need you to change your game a little bit. Hey, uh, Wade, yep. look. Hey, don't worry about it. You ain't got to do all that dunking and stuff no more. Rest them knees, buddy. I'm gonna <laughs> take care of that. You know what I'm saying? And, and for them to be able to come together and, and make that happen, man. It's bigger than just basketball. You know what I'm saying? That's bigger than basketball. Yeah, because that's really take... the first time we had ever – there has been super teams before. Yeah. You know, but that was the first time that we, we had guys in their prime mm-hmm. deciding free agency, let's, let's, let's go do this thing, you know? Let, let's, let's go do it. Because if LeBron you look at the was only about 26 years old. D-Wade was about 26. All these guys were, were literally mid-20s. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they took control of their own destiny. It was like, yes, hey, let's go win a championship right now. We can let's do go it. do this. We're not gonna let agents or the teams decide where they're gonna place us. We're gonna do this, and that's and, what they and, did. And they, and they Chris made Bosch, a big, big stride in the NBA with that because they put more control in the players' hands. That's why I said it's more more than just basketball. They they put control in players' hands. They let them know that they have power to make decisions of where they want to go. This is why we see teams like Golden State nowadays. And it's starting to happen in the NFL now. You see yep. Antonio Brown do it. Uh, I, I don't know if Odell Beckham was trying to get out of New York. He didn't seem like it from his Instagram post, and maybe that's what he was supposed to do. But, I mean, look at what happened with Odell, you know. So it, it's, it's definitely changing. But Chris Bosh, what he was for that Miami Heat team, what he was for the, for, for that city of, of um, Toronto, I mean, you know, no, nothing short of a, of a special career. Well deserved, for, for sure. A a you know a a a a first ballot Hall of Famer. Average nineteen points a game, eight and a half rebounds, which that probably went down because the the seasons that he had with the the blood clots, yeah, it, it, it hurt his numbers. But this guy, if you haven't got a chance to watch the the Chris Bosh with the braids and not the Chris Bosh that had the you know the the, 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 the low cut, <laughs> yeah, you need to go watch Chris Bosh with the braids because yeah. that guy was Filthy. was truly amazing. Filthy. Uh, yeah. Speaking of another big man, though, man, Yusuf Nurkic uh, broke his leg, you know, the other night in the in, in the Portland game. Had he had a successful surgery yesterday? The team tweeted out yesterday. Surgery went well. He's supposed to make a, a full recovery. But I ask you, how does this impact Portland's chances now? This hurts, bro. This hurts because I mean, I, I'm I'm going to check out the playoff game still. I'm going to be in Portland uh, watching some of the games, but. It hurts because I, with Nurkic, he's such a, uh, you know, a dominant presence in the paint. He can left hand you, right hand you. He can he can do hooks on he you. He can step he, out and shoot yeah, it. Yeah, he step out and shoot it. So this hurts for them because CJ McCollum's hurt too. 
Um, and now you have Nurkic go down as well, man. So this hurts for this Portland team. And I don't think Dame has enough star power or power, period, just to, you know, to will this yeah. team deep mm-hmm. into the playoffs, especially in the West. The West is a dangerous, dangerous uh, sea of sharks out there, and everyone's hungry. So um, this definitely hurts them big time, man. And I wish Nurkic, you know, a speedy recovery. I want to see him back on the full ASAP. But, yeah, this hurts, man. Yeah, this is one of the other true um, good centers. You know, I was talking the other day about how many actually centers that we have in this league, and we actually have almost a good center on just about every single team, and this guy is, is, is one of those guys. He doesn't get a lot of publicity, obviously, because he's playing with Dame Lillard and C.J. McCullough, and also the fact that they play in Portland. But if mm-hmm. you haven't watched, watched, watched this guy Nurkic play with this team here, and uh, you, will, you will know that, that they're going to miss this guy. They're, Big they're, time. Yeah, they're going to miss him. Uh, Portland was going to probably be able to make a deep playoff run this year. Now, I don't know about playoff chances. I don't know if any team has playoff chances. I mean, title chances itself for Golden State. But uh, this this definitely hurts that Portland team. They, they're going to miss him. They're going to miss what 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 he did for them. And and the, the where where would they be able to 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 find the um the uh the production a from? replacement yeah, yeah a replacement at this point in the season uh it's gonna be i mean I, I can't even think of a free agent center that you would want to want to even try to sign to replace this guy even their backup center is not a, a true center um and i'm i'm like man this hurts man because i mean like, this guy was averaging 15 and 10 for the year yeah <laughs> that's why it hurts so bad as the third and, option and you know me being in Seattle, and that's our closest team. And man, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, it's it. This this one, this one is this one is really gonna hurt Portland. I, I'm not sure how deep they'll make it. I believe they. I I'm, I wanna I wanna hope Dame could get them out of the first round, depending on whichever first round matchup they 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 draw. But this is this is a big blow. Wish Nurkic a, a a speedy recovery. But this this right here is a is a big 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 blow. Um, but they do have they do have Cantor, so they do they do have Cantor. That was a big pickup for them, and and I, and I like yeah. Cantor. He's a big body. He's going to play defense. He's going to get you a lot of boards, and he's very underrated. Honestly, he's a very underrated scorer because he can also use his hands too. Really, yes, well. he, he really he's a very skilled big man. So that was a yeah. big time pickup for them. You know, getting him from from New York. I liked him when he was in OKC. I mean, if you, if you look at, at what this guy can do, either hand. Over the over the left shoulder, over the right shoulder, yeah. rebound, run the floor. This guy can do it. Uh, so that's going to help a little bit. But my I concern mean, is with depth. Yeah, depth, exactly. Depth. There's depth. there's no way that that you could just replace fifteen and, and ten like it's nothing. Uh, moving over to some football. Cliff Kingsbury said yesterday he don't know where anybody getting these notions from that that they are going to take Kyler Murray and that. And, and, you know, this and that. And Josh Rosen does fit their system. And he is the quarterback uh, for them. Two-part question. Do you believe Kingsbury when he's saying this? And the other and the other uh, question is, will they regret not taking Kyler Murray? Man, you know the NFL is all lip service. Man, <laughs> NFL is lip service, man. They'll tell you anything in front of the camera. Yeah, we love that guy. He's going to be our quarterback. Can't trade him away. Mm-mm. That's my guy. And that's that you know they think Kyler Murray. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> he gone, man. Hey, 
that's I don't trust the NFL. I gotta I gotta see it to believe it. You know what I'm saying? I gotta wait to the draft over to talk about this because I just don't trust it. And that's just the way the NFL is. They're, they're good at lip service and they're good at telling the people what they want to hear and good at telling the players what they want to hear before players start you know start giving up on them. That's just and, the way and, it is. And that's what happened. That's what happened in uh, in in basketball. Just just to switch over to basketball real quick. Uh, DeMar DeRozan was told uh, during during um during the off season, you know, uh, during the summer league, you're not going to be traded. You're here. You're you know you in, we love you here in Toronto. A week later, uh, see you later. You're going to San Antonio. So um um you know, I think Cliff Kingsbury did what he had to do to keep his young quarterback motivated. Oh yep. my, my head coach is giving me a vote of confidence, even though he's not the guy that picked me. Because you know that's what these guys think about. They know that this is a business, you know. And if and if that GM or that coach didn't didn't pick you, the coaches do the same thing when they know that they that they working for a new GM. Uh Hugh Jackson just recently for for the uh Browns. Um John Dorsey didn't 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 pick Hugh Jackson. That was the previous regime. So yep. you know you're gonna have to be special in order to prove to somebody that you wasn't their that their, their candidate in the first place, you're going to have to do a little bit extra to prove that that you're worthy. I think Cliff Kingsbury right now is, is just trying to help his quarterback just in case they do not pick Kyler Murray. You know, he can always say, "Well, my coach believed in me." You know, and mm-hmm. he's he, he just trying to he 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 trying to get him out there, but they will regret not getting Kyler Murray. John oh, Rosen yeah. is is not no is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. I said that when he was coming out of UCLA. This is not 2020 hindsight. I said the same thing about Josh Allen. I said the same thing about Sam Darnold. All these quarterbacks proved me right this year. You know, uh, uh, I said Baker was the best quarterback out of out of these four or out of the four, and and that proved to be true. Sam Darnold was once leading the league in interceptions, and, and he was out for three straight weeks. So that tells you exactly what um where he was. The the um the the, the the Arizona Cardinals are getting the first pick in the draft. That tells you how bad Josh Rosen was. The Buffalo Bills is trash. They got guys quitting at halftime. That tells you how <laughs> bad that was. Antonio Brown had to veto a trade to Buffalo just a few weeks ago. Fake news. He, yes, fake news because he didn't want to go play with, with uh, Josh Allen. So that tells you the type of quarterbacks that you're dealing with. Josh Rosen is not that guy. I think just like you, Cliff Kingsbury, is trying to, you know, his lip service giving his quarterback that vote of confidence. Like, yeah, we need you. We need you to, you know, to, to, to be to be solid. But they will regret not getting Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, uh, to me, is the best player in this draft. I said that last year about Baker. I'm saying it again about Kyler. Kyler Murray is the best player in this draft. 4,000 yards passing, 1,000 yards rushing. This guy can do it all. And you need that on your team. You need that type of production from the quarterback position and not a guy that's going to be a project because the NFL Agreed. is about what have you done for me lately? It's when True. now, not when later. So they, they will regret it, but kudos to Cliff Kingsbury doing the, doing the company thing. Oh yes. Josh is our guy. He fits well in our system, but we all know what that is. Uh, and, and, and that's just a bunch you, of lip service. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's all it is. And I love you. I love, I love you. you. <laughs> Not love. I love, I love you. you. 
I love you. Because if you think Josh Rosen is the guy that's going to take you over the hump, then you might as well go ahead and start looking for another job as we speak right now. <laughs> because you're going to be gone before it even started. Look what they did to Steve Wilkes just last I'm year. Telling you, bro. Steve they Wilkes fired his last, staff in the middle of the season <laughs> and fired him at the end of the season. One year. Oh, boy. So if you think Josh Rosen is going to be that guy for you, go ahead and start looking for you another coordinator and position. And by the way, you still have old-ass Larry Fitzgerald. Yes, bro. bro like, come you on, still man. still have Larry Fitzgerald that's 39 years old who just want to get stats at this point. So I'm like, come on, man. I got to do better now, man, in Arizona. Do better. Do, hey, man. Do that's better. why the tickets are cho- is, 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 is so cheap down there. Oh, uh, that's going to be it for today's show, guys. We want to thank you guys for tuning to the Unpopular Ping Podcast. Remember, new new, new days for the Unpopular Ping Podcast is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, during the offseason, we'll, we, we will probably go back up to five days right now. There's three days a week. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, give us a like, comment, share, subscribe. Apple iTunes, leave us a rating. Google Play and Spotify, do the same as well, bro. You want to take us up out of here? As always, I'm your favorite co-host, OG Raw. You guys have a blessed day. Be kind to one another. Thanks for listening. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We here, baby. I see you, Billy. Appreciate you, bro. Oh, yeah.